0: I I, maybe I did play it just a little yeah. bit too much. Oh,
1: Judas Priest!
0: <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Tudor's only alternative in your on campus radio station 88.3 WSUT.
1: Morning, Racing, Oh, Judas Priest! I'm coming home
0: that sound you know it's time for frank's power play but guess what there's somebody that is coming home and that is stevie y frank man the an- amazing news for the red wings as you know that stevie y is coming home now what are your thoughts on that
1: well i was actually on a call with uh Taylor Phillips and uh, Justin Spiro on Wednesday night. And Spiro actually brought up that Iserman was coming to Detroit because he had spoken to somebody who was connected with the Illich family. they had said, well, whether or not is regardless of what happened, Iserman was going to be with the Red Wings organization. They just didn't know when or how it was going to happen. Well, I wake up today, like, around a little bit before 6.30 in the morning, I check Twitter and I see something from the Red Wings' Twitter saying that they were having a press conference at 3 p.m. that had, they were going to have Chris Illich, the owner, Kenny Holland, and Steve Eisenman talk. Now, I immediately thought of what Spiro had said, we didn't have our when or how, and I figured, well... We're going to get our answer today, and not long after that, I saw a tweet from Gord Miller of TSN in Canada that Iserman was going to be named the general manager, and I think more details kind of came out throughout the day saying that he would be the GM and uh, vice president or president of hockey operations, and that Ken Holland would be moved to senior vice president of the organization. And so... That was pretty much all confirmed today at the press conference they had at the $5 holler. And my, the first reaction for me is... Now, wait a minute.
0: The reason why he actually... Let, let, let's be honest. The reason why they called the press conference so early was because he was over with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and this pretty much happened to them.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Yeah, I think there were a lot of people who were... A little shocked. Myself included. Yeah, myself included who had to eat crow because We thought the Lightning were going to win it all this year. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on
0: us. Exactly. (sighs) They they were the President Cup champions. And not only did they lose in the playoffs, I mean, or really badly. I mean, they really got the... The sweep job.
1: Uh. So I mean, I mean, his uh, former member of our show, Anthony Stang, rest in peace, you say. Yeah, his, he pooped the hammer. Yes, yes
0: they did. And Anthony Stang's birthday was just a couple of days ago, by the way. Actually, it would have been his birthday. So, yeah, they they really did uh, poop a hammer. But I know Red Wing, fan, Red Wing fans are excited. Red Wing Nation is excited that their boy is coming home, aka the father figure
1: yes i mean i do remember saying that detroit sport were you saying on one show a while back that detroit sports fans needed a father figure and steve eisenberg is that father figure that we all needed
0: why so, why why him it can't be isaiah thomas or joe dumars
1: why has it well, gotta be steve eisenberg well you dumars even though he did win a championship with mm-hmm. the Pistons in 4 mm-hmm. things just kind of went yeah, yeah, downhill. At a seven lot straight that. Eastern
0: Conference Finals.
1: Yeah, and then, and then after that, everything just kind of went to hell in a handbasket.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, sort uh, of.
1: yeah, but I think the big difference with Steve Eisenman is he every he's got experience, he's got a track record. He understands the culture here in Detroit. He was a part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. he was I mean, if you want a strange coincidence, he was the fourth overall draft pick of the nineteen eighty three draft, mm-hmm. war number nineteen. And of course, oddly enough, today, April nineteenth, two thousand and nineteen, he's named the GM of the Red Wings and I know some people thought that was a coincidence, and Steve actually said that his daughters mentioned that to him in press conference, but it. That wasn't really planned
0: out that far the James. <laughs> well, obviously, with the, 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 the Lightning pretty much getting the sweep job, it kind of sped up the the, yeah. the the hiring of him. And the fact that, you know, it is kind of a coincidence, it's on 419.19, which we're taping right now. But it's also 419 day here in the city of Toledo. So Absolutely. that that's pretty crazy. But once again, the father figure coming back home and everyone's excited, I'm just wondering, though, what type of expectations Do you have for this guy It's going to be kind of crazy because like I said The father figure is back and it's a high expectation Well
1: When I was listening to uh, when I was early, He had seven weeks From NHL Network on and I think weeks even said that It was that It's very possible that it, This team could be back on track In the playoffs when? within two, Within two Within two to three years I mean okay. there's I understand that there's a lot that's got to be done. There are a lot of bad contracts on the books that are probably going to have to be moved out, whether that's
0: Blaschel still by the a coach.
1: Trade. Well, Blaschel being the coach, that I may me kind of like complaining about that may I'll admit may have been sour grapes. But you look at the rock but when you really look at the roster that he had in front of him, I've had people tell me. You probably could have handed the same roster to Quenville. Let's to to a Joel Quenville or a Peter Laviolette or may, or a Gerard Gallant or a Mike Sullivan or even or even or even Barry Trotz. Is Spiro pointed out to me Wednesday night, and they would not even sniff the playoffs. So I mean, so I mean, I think a lot. There's going to have to be a lot of. Cleaning out, there's got to be a lot of garbage cleanup first. Now, as I mentioned, whether that be by trade or they wait until the expansion draft in 2020 to possibly make a deal with Seattle to take on a couple, on a bad contract, that could happen. There are some bad contracts that are going to come off the books. I know that Jonathan Erickson's contract is set to expire after next season. Whether he ends up staying on or he gets bought out now. Or a quick reminder to all fans the way buyouts work is you end up taking two thirds of a player's remaining salary if they are over the age of 25, I believe. And it's spread out over double the length of term. So let's see. For example, oh, if I pull, he'll pull a calculator out, Jonathan Erickson makes 4.25. Five million dollars annually now we multiply that by two thirds so that's like 2.83 million and change you divide that by two you're basically having to pay having a uh, 1.4 and 1 million in change dead cap hit against your salary cap for two years. Now, I think that – I mean, that does save you a little bit of money and give you a little bit of breathing room, but I'm not sure it will happen. I mean, I've mentioned maybe buy out somebody like Justin Advocator, who's got four – he's got four years remaining, pretty much a close to the same value. You and I'm not – if you end up buying him out, then you're probably paying – somewhere around that amount over eight years. I mean, it does seem like a small one, but that's pretty much the cost of an entry-level contract for the future, especially if you are close to the cap ceiling. And, of course, this team was close to the cap ceiling, even though they did have some relief from contracts for Johan Franz and Henrik Zetterberg, who are no longer playing, but have been on long-term IR. So I think that... That's going to be one of Eiserman's moves: is moving out of contract. Because, for one, when he when he first arrived in Tampa, he really got to work. Because he ended up flipping defenseman Andre Mazzaros to Philly for a second round pick. He also, a couple years later at the trade deadline, this was a trade that involved the Red Wings. He sent sent Steve Downey, who would done somewhat decent. He ended up sending him to Colorado in exchange for Kyle Quincy, who later got flipped to the Red Wings for a first-round pick that Eisman later turned into their starting goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky. So, I mean, this is... The the big difference between him and and Ken Holland is Holland seemingly just rolled with whatever mistake he made. If he made a bad trade or signed an expensive contract, he pretty much stuck with it and bit the bullet. Eisenman, on the other hand, he said, you know what? This isn't a good move. I'm going to – I got to do what I can, whenever I can, to make things right. And an even more recent example is Jonathan Druin, who he took in the first round of the 2013 draft, third overall, which he ended up passing for – passing over defenseman Seth Jones – Drewin really never got that great of a relationship with Tampa's front office. He got injured. They wanted him to play in the American Hockey League in rehab. He apparently didn't. So, Eisenman then flipped him to Montreal and got defenseman Mikhail Sergachev out of a deal, who was a blue chipper in Montreal's organization. So, and plus, you also have the NHL draft coming up in June. The Wings will have the sixth overall pick. They're obviously not going to get somebody like Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. But, I mean, are going to be some decent picks available, players available at six. And I'm sure that he'll end up finding someone and to possibly become um, uh, another building block for the franchise. And especially when I was looking around some articles, some said, well, he's got ninety-five finding goaltenders because Vasilevsky he ended up getting in 2012. So maybe possibly the second round. He looks at possibly drafting a Spencer Knight, who's the top-rated goaltending prospect in the draft. And the Wings do have somebody in their pipeline for the record, and Philippe Larson, who actually played in the NCAA Frozen Four at Denver. So there's a there's a lot that he's got to be that's got to be done, um, especially free agency too. There's going to be guys he's going to have to let go. Oh, and not resign. I highly doubt that he's going to make this team close to the salary cap line. Come free agency, I mean, if anything, there might be a couple of... If I was him, I'd probably make a couple of low-risk depth signings that you can possibly flip for assets at the next deadline. Fine. But, I mean, he's got some pieces to build around. I mean, this isn't like... When he, this isn't like when he was drafted by the Red Wings in nineteen eighty three, three when, or excuse me, when uh, when uh Jim M. Devolano was the GM and Mike Ilitch became the owner, and that team pretty much had nothing at that time. I mean, I've, <laughs> well, I what mean, isn't the same I, situation?
0: I, see, I mean, because really the Red Wings it's, were it's pretty not, pathetic I mean, really, the last few years.
1: It's not. It's. It's, there are, there are, I mean, I heard, I heard Kevin Weeks say it. I heard um, Barry Melrose say it. There are some decent, there are decent pieces that I has. Dylan Larkin being one of one You got Anthony Mantha. Andreas Athanasi is another one. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi is a nice piece. You got, you got your pipeline. And Philippe Zadina. Uh, Joe Bellino, The guys from your last draft. Jared McIsaac. I mean, there's there's young guys that are in the pipeline that you've got there. You've got some you got some young assets. It's not like he's going. He's coming into a team that's got absolutely nothing in the pipeline, fine or no hope, hope for a future. And I think that he's going to possibly bring those guys up probably sooner than. Than Holland and Blaschel would have alone. so and they may or maybe that he possibly looks at one of them and decides to flip them for maybe another pick or maybe get a different player into the debt in the organization just to try and get things going in a different direction. Now. The deal the deal with Blaschell is. I mean, Osman even there that he has respect for Blaschell. He talked about how uh, when Blaschell was coaching the Grand Rapids Griffins, how they beat the Lightnings AHL affiliate in the collar Cup in two, in 2013. Okay. Now I understand Blashell's had a two-year extension. Now but here's the thing. I think Blashley may maybe on a shorter leash if they get if they get out to if they get off to a really bad start and he's got the younger guys up and they're not showing signs of winning games and there's not much improvement, I think then maybe a coaching change possibly gets made. I would say don't expect it to happen this year. Unless there's something really, really, really crazy and really really bad that happens. But So I think there won't be much in terms of a head coaching change now. As for, let's say, assistant coaches, maybe there's some changes made there. There, It's a possibility. I'm not sure if assistant coaches Dan Bilesma, Doug Huda, or goaltending coach Jeff Salashko are brought back. There are some people in Tampa's organization that may elect to follow Iserman, I've heard. Pat Verbeek is a possibility to be the assistant GM, although Eiserman reportedly has a good relationship with current Detroit assistant GM Ryan Martin. Things kind of will be, remain to be seen on that end. Now, I've also heard that Al Murray, who is one of the chief scouts in Tampa, he may end up coming along. So there's a possibility that uh, Tyler Wright, who's the Red Wings director of amateur scouting, possibly is not retained i mean so there there could there could be some, some changes made made in terms of the scouting department that could be overhauled but i think right now a lot remains to be seen i know Eisman did say at, his pre, at the press conference that there's a lot of work to be done and he's pretty much willing and he's willing to get down and do whatever he's got to do to to get the Red Wings back to being relevant again, because I know you and I have discussed at times on our show that the Red Wings are one of the higher-up brands in the National Hockey League. They're an original 16. I mean, it's pretty much expected that you're putting a decent product out every year. I'm not saying you got to win the Stanley Cup every year. You can't do that. It's a parody-driven league, but you should at least be expected to uh, not to be contending and be relevant, and, and getting back to the, being a decent team. And I think there's going to be there's a lot of steps that are going to be taken, but I think the first step that had to be taken was taken today.
0: So, like I said, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. Because there's gonna be people. I mean, there's gonna be realistic, and then there's gonna be the fanatics, and some people. I believe with the Red Wings, even though Stevie Y is a father figure, the golden boy of Detroit hockey. You know, there's gonna be people out there that if you don't get immediate results, they might turn on him.
1: Well, I, I I can safely say I won't be one of those people because I know I know that he's got. Like I said. I know he's got a lot of, to clean up from Holland mm-hmm. from the mistake from all the mistakes that he made. Mm-hmm. That's gonna, That's, that's not going to happen one night. I mean, if it, if it does, God bless him, but I don't, I don't expect that to happen in one night. I mean, I expect some of it to happen probably before, for the draft probably before the draft happens and probably once the buyout window opens up on June fifteenth, and even in free agency on July first, I would expect some of that stuff to happen. And but it's gonna it's gonna take time. Eiserman himself said it's gonna take time. He said that everybody's gonna have to be patient. And, not, and I and I fully accept and understand that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was I was just wondering because, like I said, a lot of people. I I hate to say it. I hope. Hold that they don't think that that's what you know it's going to be instant success and you know how fans are
1: yeah i do I, I do and look to anyone who thinks that this team's gonna go back to what they, stanley cups plural pump the brakes you i mean look do you have something do you have have the best gm out there to put you in that spot you absolutely do. But winning the Stanley Cup is hard. I mean, we saw the Lightning get swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets in round one. We also saw David Van Gogh Harris' Pittsburgh Penguins, who have they previously won two too. Cups. Mm-hmm. They got swept out as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look, the, the NHL is not like the NBA, where you get like a top team against a team that just got in at the last day. You, it's not you're gonna. There's a greater chance you're gonna see, he like teams that would be the equivalent to an eight seed, end up winning over a one seed, because you have you have that you you're a lot. There's a lot more competitive balance balance in the game of hockey than honestly there is in the NBA. I mean, granted, you might see you might see that every once in a great while cold but it's not something you'll see on as consistent of a basis. And plus, it also depends on what's the other team got in terms of matchup problems, as well. Hmm. So it's, I mean, honestly, I think I can say that uh, that my um, Red League standing was pretty much on on life support. I'm probably, I could speak for a lot of my Red League's brethren, but. I think this is all the revival we needed to, to happen. And now I think now most everyone's gonna be interested again. People I think are gonna start going to games because they know that there's, there's a new there's a new voice at the top. There's gonna be some diff there's gonna be some differences made. You're gonna see a couple new faces here and there. You'll probably see more younger guys get playing time. You know what? Yeah, we're not, we may not be a playoff team next year, but we're gonna start start heading that direction. We've got to start taking steps forward, and that, and like I said, that is that happened today. That was the first step that they had to take.
0: Hmm. Like I said, I'm curious to see what happens. Um, I want to see how long Blash will last. I know everyone even you was despising Blaschel as, as the coach, and then now that Stevie Y kind of gives him a vote of confidence, it seems like, oh, well, you know, he's not that bad after all. He just had some bad talent.
1: Well, well, uh, yeah, it's true that he did have bad talent, but I mean, you look- but
0: before, before Stevie Y gave him the vote of confidence, it was just like, get rid of Blaschel and Holland. They suck.
1: Well, I mean, look, people were getting, t- people were getting tired of Holland. tired not I, I was, I definitely was driving that bus that I mm-hmm. needed to be out. That's not to say that I thought Ken Holland was a toxic person
0: mm-hmm.
1: him, or anything like that. No, he wasn't. It's just that he wasn't the right guy anymore. And now he's, I mean, I know that there have been, and of course today he gets moved to senior VP. He and there was rumors going around that he would possibly be a candidate for to become the GM in Edmonton or maybe even Seattle. However, he has signed a multi-year extension to be the senior vice president of the organization, and which I guess that means he wants to stay here and retire. But then again. Who knows when Seattle when the Seattle gig comes calling? Maybe he possibly considers, "Hey, I want a GM gig." Plus, I'm he's from the Pacific Northwest. He's from British Columbia. Seattle wouldn't be that far from his home. Maybe there's a possibility he goes there again. Only time will tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, well, so great, great this uh, acquisition by the by the Red Wings. Scale one to ten, ten being the highest. It's a 10. Oh, wow.
1: No, I mean, there, there's no doubt There is no doubt in my mind. This was the guy they had to have. They had to get this guy. I mean, this is somebody that everybody in the fan base was going to universally approve of. Every Redwood fan knows about Steve Eisenberg. Whether you grew up watching him, him like I did when I was a kid. Whether you... <laughs> Whether you kind of learned about him watching the Russian Five, which by the way I've seen four times, I may have to go see it a fifth time. Just yeah, because you, you do this. post it
0: on your Instagram story that you see it a lot. What if he comes yes. out of retirement and plays?
1: <laughs> that, that, there, there is no chance of that happening. Oh, okay, he, he did. He actually did play in the when the Wings hosted the Winter Classic in their alumni game. And he only could play for like a first period because of his knee. Mm-hmm. I think he tried to. I think he tried to play a little bit when they did the showdown in Colorado. When he had to lace him up against Joe Sackick. Mm-hmm. and I don't think he. I don't think he played that much in that game either. Because for what, he's got really bad knees. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the he, like won't, a- he won't.
1: He won't. There's no way he'll come. He'll come out of retirement. But uh, let, for the sake of it, let's say I. Hypothetically, that the Red Wings do end up winning the Stanley Cup in his tenure. I can say, pretty much without a shadow of doubt, the first person who probably gets past the Cup will be Steve. When uh, when Dylan Larkin, the future captain, I know that's not officially yet, but I think that's another thing that is going to happen, is Larkin will be named captain of the organization... He'll he'll pass the cup off to Stevie. Wow. He's five ten
0: one he's five ten one eighty. is? No, Eiserman
1: Stevie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, St- oh, yeah, because Stevie wasn't Yeah, I know he I knew he wasn't very big, but he ended up becoming uh, one of the great one of the greatest probably the greatest Red Wing to ever play the game, not named Gordy Howe. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let me see the managerial. He was also named the vice president of the wings and alternate governor in two
1: thousand six. Yeah. Yeah, that was the year after he retired. They kept him around in the front office. This had had him there and then he ended up taking the Tampa GM job in in two thousand ten. And uh, people were like, Oh, why'd we let him go? That's and what... I know that I do I do know that the wings wanted to keep him around and make him the GM, but Holland was pretty adamant that he didn't want to give up the GM spot. Mm. And I guess things were not quite so pleasant in the front office at the time. Right, and right, like this. I was gonna... uh,
0: The Father figure. Back in the D, or it's yes. also known as the Captain. Now you do realize, Frank, that his first few years in uh, Tampa, he missed the uh, the playoffs. So that could be a possibility. Actually, the first two he seasons. He
1: actually well, he actually made it his first year. Oh, okay. In uh, 2011, they got. He ended up getting the, the Lightning to the Conference Finals. Con- yeah, yes, right. They lost. Uh, they lost the uh, one nothing game seven to the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, and then things kinda
0: And then he may, missed fell. the next they two fell, seasons. They
1: fell off. He be, he then had to end up flipping got with uh, the expiring contracts for assets. I mean he and he, he did make some some good moves. I mean he did end up I think in twenty thirteen he ended up getting Ben Bishop pretty much off of the, the scrap heap in Ottawa and he ended up putting <laughs> some good years in the scrap heap. I, yeah actually got them to the cup final against your Blackhawks in 15 and then and They lost to them. I mean, and
0: then they got to the Eastern Conference Finals in 17-18 just last year and then won the President's Cup this year and then, you know, got yeah. the sweep job. So, he obviously, he can build a good team. My question is this, for Red Wings fans, I mean, Tampa Bay, they don't really have a history. They're not one, they're not the original six, too. They don't really have a history of winning. For them, that little short time span that he's been down there, that that's pretty good. But are Red Wings fans going to be satisfied with – Maybe getting to a Stanley Cup final, losing, maybe getting to a couple of Eastern Conference finals and losing and not you know, I know Red Wings wanted it to be hockey time with bring home the cup. If he don't bring home the cup in the next five to seven seasons, are Red Wings fans gonna be upset?
1: I mean I think that I think they will be and you know, and that's I, a disappointment I, because
0: you get into the Eastern Conference finals and at least maybe yeah, make I it mean, into a Stanley yeah. Cup final. But I know yeah, Red Wings I mean, fans, they want to hoist the cup.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I do as well. But I think at this point, you've got to take the steps to get there. I mean, this, the roster as it's currently constructed is nowhere close to being a playoff team.
0: Well, duh, they didn't make it.
1: Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's why I said this offseason. Steve's going to have his work cut out for him. He's got to make those moves. He's got to be able to hit on draft picks, which he has done in Tampa. Nikita Kucherov, who won the Art Ross Trophy this year, is probably going to win the Hart Trophies League MVP. He was a second-round pick. Braden Point, who I believe he, had, he ended up putting up a 100-point season and down there. He ended up being a third-rounder. And I mean there were some uh, and there were other guys too that like a Tyler Johnson, who I remember being a thorn in the side of the Red Wings when we met Tampa in the playoffs. He wasn't even drafted. And I mean, and even like somebody like an Alex Kalorn, he was a solid player. He wasn't even drafted. Andre Palat was a third round pick. So I mean, he's he's got a, he's got an eye find talent. Mm-hmm. And then so does the scouting department, which why I think he's got to bring them into the fold as well. Uh, so if he does that, then yeah, I think the the formula the formula will be laid out for him. It's just how well can you stick to that path? How well are you to hit on draft picks? Yeah, that's true. I mean, this year, next year, in the years to come. I mean, I de- I mean, I don't. I definitely don't think it's crazy to say. By year three of the Eisman regime, this team will could solidly be in the playoff picture. I mean, that's probably that, I mean, you do have to keep in mind Tampa's still the big dog in the division. You mm-hmm. still got Boston in your division. Right. You still have Toronto in your division, you, and the Florida Panthers too. Bringing Joel Quenville in, they. I mean, look. I know they've been near the bottom, but. They've got some very good talent down there as well. Sa so, oh huh, Sasha Barkov I think is the face of that franchise, and he is one of the one of the top players in the. He's one of the stars in the league. So I mean, you're he's in he's in a tough division, but I definitely think that he's got a plan for success. And how how well is that plan to get carried out? How well is everyone gonna buy into that plan? Only time will tell.
0: Right. So, and it's all about buying va- value.
1: Yeah. And of course, like I said, uh, uh, once the season ends, moves are gonna have to be made. Who gets packing via buyout? Who gets sent out via trade? Who gets told they're not gonna get re signed? Who ends up who they end up drafting in the first round of the draft, and maybe even the second, third rounds as well. Because I mean, I rattled off a few players that he found in later rounds as well that were that turned out to be very, that turned out to be very good players, and built some organizational depth. So we'll see. There's a lot that's going to remain to be seen, but I mean, I know I posted this on all my social media platforms. I can finally say that it's a great day to be a Wings fan.
0: Finally, in the last few years, actually.
1: Yes, I mean, I, I and you know, this is. I mean, and I know Spiro even said this on his Twitter, which you could follow. at Darko State News.
0: I thought you thought you talked to Spiro on the, the the Michigan Sports Truth or? Yeah, I did.
1: I did. Yeah, I did. We yeah, Taylor, Taylor, I, myself, and the. And uh, Garrett Elliott, we had hit, we had Spiro on as a guest. Oh, really? Spiro, yes, we had. But Spiro tweeted us and said, "This is something that not just wrestling fans, but the city of Detroit as well. Because for one, things have been pretty rough for the teams. I, I mean, people will point to the Pistons being in the playoffs, but look, they're down two. They've been getting stalked by the Milwaukee Bucks, and it doesn't look like much is going to happen there." Mm-hmm. There. The lo- the lions are the lions. I mean, look. Hopefully, they can have a good draft, have to build something up. But mm-hmm. who knows what's gonna, who knows what's gonna happen there. The tigers are still getting back on track. And look, I'll admit they're there's some, there's the players the tigers got that I, I like. I like what I see out of them. But there's still a lot of work that has to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this. Uh, this uh, I mean, this was pretty much. Things were pretty much all doom and gloom. I mean, look, grant granted, it was nothing. It was nothing like in the 80s when the everyone interest rates were real high and mm-hmm. people were unemployment rates were high. Uh, UAW was on strike, and that, this, that, the other was going on. And around Halloween, cars were on fire outside of Joe Louis Arena. No, but it, well, it, it's not that bad, but I think this definitely provides some healing for pretty much all Detroit sports fans. Mm-hmm. And it, it helps heal the heal the hurt, all the pain and suffering, all the psychological scarring that we've seen as fans. And, you know, we may have a chance to finally get back to – being a winner, and then next thing you know, the person we want goes elsewhere, or we see moves getting made elsewhere. It's like, why not? Why did we not do that? Why do the GMs not do that? Uh, and we're just stuck here. You know, we need to get back to being relevant. And a lot, and I think a lot, a lot of that. I would say a good majority of all of those. Those wounds and scars have been healed. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll end this. What are your first? What are your predictions for the first season?
1: <sighs> oh, man. you know, that's it's I think that's way too early because, for one, I want to see how the draft goes at first. How does free agency go? Oh. Well, who gets tra Who gets moved in and out? I, I, it's it's way too. Early. I think it's way too early to say that because I want I want to have a little bit clearer of a picture first. So I would say probably come back to me after uh, when we do our first show after NHL free agent frenzy, which would be in July.
0: <laughs> right when there's nothing really going on, basically in sports, so we'll have something really to really talk about.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that way I could see. How's Eiserman's plan going? to How's it working out? And, and plus, again, he still hasn't—he still says he's got to meet with people in the organization, talk to them. He's got to make some—he's got to make a lot of decisions on stuff too. There's a lot. There's like I've said, there's a lot that has to be done. It's only day—it's only day one of the Eisman regime.
0: Yeah, and a lot of stuff doesn't really—he a- wasn't. Yeah, no. Rome wasn't built in a day, and organizations yes. take a while. But we'll, we'll see what happens with the uh, good old Iserman and hopefully, you know, um, Red Wings fans can be a little bit patient. Uh, I do think yeah. there will be success to come, but you just Matt, it just depends if they're going to be patient and understanding on what the things that a is trying to implement.
1: Yeah, and I, it, it, I think it could that... be
0: a, it could be a coaching change too.
1: Yeah, there, there are yeah. Like I said, a lot's gonna. There's a lot that's gonna happen between now and July 1st, which is when free agency opens. And there's gonna be a lot more that happens after that. So, but I think for now, Red Wings fans, just, just, just soak it in. Your father figure has come home. Home. To write the ship Okay. Just just, just enjoy. It. I mean, how how you do that? Uh, I mean, look, I know, there's I know how you would you like to say pour pour yourself a glass of honey. Well, I think I think us hockey will probably prefer her, her, uh, some uh, whiskey and ginger ale.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, whiskey and ginger ale, whatever you like to drink.
1: Pour no. pour yourself pour yourself that. I mean, if you're in, if you're near a theater going to play the let's play the Russian Five. Go see, go see it if you haven't, or go see it again. And you and might, you might
0: catch Frank in there for the tenth time watching <laughs> it. So, yeah. Frank, have you just been see. listening to the podcast? Make sure you're giving us a, a five star rating, especially on iTunes.
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got to catch, I got to catch up on some of that. I've just been very busy with work and baseball, and tomorrow I'm going to be, I'm going to be out of the area tomorrow.
0: Always on the go, Frank. Always yep. on the go. Well, hopefully the Red Wings figure it out and uh, one of the original six teams is back in the uh, top spots because I think hockey needs it, especially the Red Wings. You know because it's a big yeah. fan base and and hockey for ratings and stuff like that and, and, and to get noticed you got to have at least some of the popular teams in it. Nothing well, against the Columbus Blue Jackets or anything like that or Tampa Bay, but let's let's face it, When the Blackhawks and. Red Wings aren't in, in, in the playoff. That, that's a big group of hockey fans.
1: Well, you did mention the ratings, and uh, I actually happen to see that NBC's ratings for the NHL playoffs have gone up. Mm. Well, you well, cause you know how much you and I talk about how they need to bark at the stars, and NBC kind of changed that this year with – the Wednesday night hockey. Yes,
0: all that. Yeah. And they're also on USA. But then again, I've heard some people say it's kind of hard to find games because they got them all over the place now.
1: Well, they want they want to show every game nationally. True. They play games on NBC Sports Network. I mean, I do know that that Hurricanes and Capitals Game 5 will be on NBC Saturday night at 8 o'clock. And I'm sure that I would hope that NBC is absolutely barking buck- the hell out of Alex Ovechkin going for a second straight Cup, but also the Carolina Hurricanes have really become a nice story as well. They had been kind of a doormat in the league. Now they're back in the playoffs and kind of marketing some of their stars like Sebastian Aho or uh, former Red Wing Peter Mrazek. You got you got some star power there. Mark those guys. You showed and plus even Zion Williamson is. Uh, been jumping out the cage bandwagon
0: <laughs> mm, nice all right well frank man take it uh easy man enjoy the weekend i know you'll be busy and uh i guess go red wings
1: yep i could i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a ways before they get back being really good but like i said the first step that they needed to take has been taken
0: yeah and it'll be interesting to see how far they go because the, yes. the father figure is back.
1: Yes, he is. All right, Frank. All right, thank you,
0: Derek. Yep, that was Frank Vassner there on the phone lines talking about Stevie Y, the captain, the father figure of Detroit Red Wings uh, uh, hockey. And I'm kind of glad he's back. It puts a little bit of excitement out over there. It looked like it was some doom and gloom with the Red Wings, especially after making the playoffs for so many years, and then the last few years not making it. It seemed like it was a little bit of a, depression there up in the uh, hockey town anyway we'll take a quick commercial break when we return we got more after the review on 88.3 wxut